0: But this show will continue to help you understand the things that affect your health while looking for unexpected discoveries along the way. It will also explore thought-provoking ideas and questions like this one. The female hormones, if female hormones are affected by everything, uh, particularly if you're still menstruating and, and uh, to a degree, even if you're in menopause, and I'm gonna talk about both of those. So let's first talk about let's just first talk about and and female hormones and 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 like the natural cycle of a, of what a female hormone should look like so the natural cycle of a female hormone is i'm going to start with the brain and and there's a there is a structure in your brain called the hypothalamus what you need to know about the hypothalamus is it's this it's this Little organ in the brain—it's not an organ, but it's this little, this little, uh, um, yeah, it's an organ in the brain that senses all of the balances of, of chemicals, particularly hormones, in in your system, in your in your bloodstream, and so it senses how much estrogen that a woman has. Okay, and then. If it's if if there's not enough estrogen there, then being produced by the ovaries, then your hypothalamus talks to another organ that's called your pituitary gland. Many of you may be familiar with it. That it's called the master gland because it sends signals to. It pretty much controls all the hormones. It sends signals to the thyroid. It sends signals out for you to make growth hormone. It sends signals out for you to make estrogen, testosterone, Um, it's the master gland. So when it is told that you do not have enough estrogen, it then tells your ovaries to make estrogen, okay? But that's not the end of it. The The estrogen then has to be made and it has to go out to the cells that need it, and, uh, and 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 in, in women, that's certainly uh, um, uh, it, it goes it, it goes into your brain. It gives you it gives you better mood. Um, estrogen certainly controls how your ovaries work, and and so uh, got, there's a lot of feedback in there relative to menstrual periods and and having them and and along with progesterone, having pro, uh, proper cycles. And, and so, uh, and then estrogen in women, uh, well, the next step would be once it hits all of the cells, the frontal lobe cells, and it gives you good mood, and, 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 and it just ultimately has to be cleared after it goes to all the cells. So it goes to these cells and then it and, and so the estrogen goes to the cell. This is a cell, it hits the cell, the cell opens, it goes in there, the cell uses it. When it when it uses it, it has mechanisms to detox itself, to send the, the and the unused estrogen and and the used and, and the and the kind of used estrogen now has to be cleared from your body. This is a very, very, very important salient point. So it gets so when it gets when it gets cleared, it gets cleared like anything else. There's a certain pathway in your liver that clears your estrogen. Then it has to be cleared through your gallbladder. Because gallbladder takes all of the toxins. There's bioform. The gallbladder spits it out into your intestines. It has to be cleared through your intestines. There is a... um, There is a enzyme in your intestines called beta-glucuronidase. That actually further clears your estrogens. If that enzyme is too high, it'll actually reconstitute estrogens and make inactive estrogen into active estrogen that was supposed to go into the toilet. The inactive was supposed to go into the toilet. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. So you, and then it can go, and then and then and then it also can be, uh, estrogen can also be stored in your fat cells. So women are estrogenic, and 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 it's natural for women to have um, estrogen in their fat cells. There's this kind of cool little mechanism in there that if a woman starts getting too much testosterone, um, first before they develop polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is caused. Uh, uh, which is uh, has too much testosterone as a feature, uh, it'll get stored in your fat, in your fat cells, in your adipose tissue, and so this is the cycle of estrogen, and you have to kind of r- remember that as uh, as I'm walking through this. So, um, so things that affect. Any of those any of those processes are going to alter your estrogen function. So I, I think today I guess the next I guess the next step to go to is today, most people who come in here with um, female hormonal problems aren't coming in here expecting that I'm going to talk to them about their liver or talking to them about their, their intestinal dysfunction, or talking to them about blood sugar or essential fatty acids, are all of the things, or their stress, uh, are all of the things that ultimately go into making your hormones. They're not usually expecting me to talk to them about their cholesterol. And this is a point that I don't see made enough. Today we are, we are subject to a uh, whoever makes these decisions that are making this decision that our cholesterol should be down below 150 or, or 100. And that's incorrect based on the understanding of physiology because when your cholesterol starts getting down that low, and this happens in a lot of thin patients, um, when it gets down that low and your doctor's telling you how great it is, it's pretty well understood that, that be, below 150 in cholesterol, it's difficult to make hormones. Almost all of our hormones are made out of cholesterol. Uh, they're almost all of our hormones made out of something called cholesterol and pregnenolone, and and so so these are all things that in the functional world we look at if a person's coming in here with scanty blood flow, excessive blood flow, they're coming in here with. Uh, Periods that are all over the place. Um, they're coming in here with uh, uh, facial hair and, and uh, acne, and we might be looking at. Um, and, and we're going to talk about polycystic ovarian syndrome in a separate, in a separate video. So it's not technically going to be part of this series, but we're going to talk about that. And and I, and actually, we have videos online already on polycystic ovarian syndrome if you want to look those up. Uh, but uh, you, so we could be talking about polycystic ovarian syndrome there, which also has a lot to do with all of these uh, imbalances and all these organs that I talked about. But we're going to be looking first at all of those things because because all of them ha, are play a role in particularly in the menstruating female. All of those play a role in making your in in making your uh, estrogen balanced. So if you are if, let's, so let's say you're not eating. Let's say you're not eating enough cholesterol. Maybe you went on one of these like low-fat diets, low flat diets, and 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 maybe you really got a lot of low fat. And all of a sudden you start getting all these symptoms. It's like what is going on here? And you go, and they take your estrogen, and your estrogen is low. They give you hormone replacement therapy. Um, let's say that your intestines has too much of this enzyme that I briefly mentioned called. Um, called uh, um, beta-glucuronidase. Beta-glucuronidase will um, cause the estrogen that is supposed to have been detoxified and then going into the toilet, because remember, your brain knows how much estrogen you need, but this if this beta-glucuronidase is too high because of a number of things that could be going wrong with your intestines, irritable bowel syndrome, SIBO, any of the autoimmune diseases like celiac or Crohn's or anything like that, you're gonna reconstitute your estrogen before it goes into the toilet and it's gonna be reabsorbed and you're gonna be estrogenic. You're gonna have too much estrogen. Too much estrogen, by the way, creates the same symptoms frequently as too little estrogen. And the reason is because if you take a hormone replacement therapy, and, and and you have, again, in the cycle of, of what the hormone's supposed to do, it's supposed to be made and then it's supposed to be used. By being used, it, the hormone actually gets on this little protein, it gets over here to the cell, and then there's an enzyme that cleaves that off, and then the cell goes, whoop, opens up and it goes in. But if you if you give yourself too much estrogen, like from creams and stuff, then that estrogen will Cause this to become resistant, this receptor site, it'll go like, I've got enough, I've got enough, and eventually this receptor site just won't open. If it doesn't open and estrogen's not getting in, you're going th- and, from you and and they take and they take a and they take a, a, a lab of your estrogen. they are going like, well, your estrogen's like nine hundred. You have like uh, too much of it, and you're and 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 you're getting like low estrogen symptoms this is why and it's and it's fairly common if somebody comes in and I'll put this in line with what we're talking about if we're looking at their intestines for the beta glucuronidase if someone comes in here on what we call uh, you know post birth control syndrome someone comes in here they want to have a baby they're they've been taking birth control pills for 10 years we have to like take th- like 3 months to clear all of the estrogen out of their system so that So that we can get a proper feedback loop going between their brain and their ovaries, so that we can now give them the proper supplements. In fact, when we do that, and we do, and we and we work with their intestines, we work with their liver, we work with their gallbladder. A lot of times, they just—I would say seventy percent of the time—they just the person's the person's hormonal balances start to level out. We we just. We just ran kind of a little beta test on a program that we're thinking of putting out here here in the next few weeks. And it's really, for lack of a better term, it's a detoxification program. It's a strip all the inflammation program out. It's fairly, it's, it's a, it's a, it's fairly genetic, but we, we kind of tailor it. Um, we, we have ways of tailoring it to that individual person. And we have one of the gals here, and she said it's okay for me to say this, although I'm not gonna say her name or anything. We put her on this protocol, and she she hadn't had a period in in two and a half years, and, and like within a couple of weeks, she started having her periods again, just by clearing out um, the estrogen, just by getting her liver working, and so on and so forth. So let's go back to to so so let's go back to that. I hope I'm I hope I'm making sense here. So let's go back to estrogen is at the bottom of of like the stream, and everything else affects your estrogen. So. So if, if your liver's not clearing and your gallbladder's not clearing, then you're not clearing the estrogen. Now you get too high estrogen, right, in your system because it's, because it's not getting cleared out. Now that too high estrogen maybe starts giving you symptoms or maybe that too high estrogen starts shutting down your receptor sites. And the next thing you know, you got signs of too low estrogen, but you got too high estrogen, but they go in there and they go, here, take hormone replacement therapy. But my estrogen's high. This is the tool in the medical community is is to take the hormone replacement therapy period first last and always and when you when you take that hormone replacement therapy it tells your brain you have enough estrogen that brain then tells your es- your ovaries that they can kick back that they don't need to make estrogen and then the ovaries start to atrophy next thing you knew, you lose that feedback loop between your brain and your ovaries and if you're younger if you're if you're uh, if you're a menstruating female, that could that's enough that that could make you not be able to have children. Um, but the point is 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 that there is that feedback loop. So your ovaries could start to atrophy. Your 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 pituitary gland could start to be not start to not make um, um, luteinizing hormone or follicle stimulating hormone, particularly luteinizing hormone in a female. Um, your, your hypothalamus is fine because it's just saying, oh, we got a lot of estrogen in here. Pituitary gland, take a, bre- take a break, take a rest. Go to the beach, have a sip few, few martinis. You don't ever have to work again because somebody else is doing your job for you. Somebody's telling the ovaries to put uh, estrogen, but it's not telling the ovaries. And the ovaries are doing the same thing. They're going like, wow, you know, n- nobody's talking to me. So the ovaries start to atrophy. They go on vacation too. This is this is the the downside of hormone replacement therapy. I'm not a hundred percent against it, but I'm only for hormone replacement therapy in certain in certain uh, in certain occasions. So so I don't really even run most of the time. I don't really run. I don't really run female labs when somebody comes in here and they have all these female and they have all all the all the all the. Um, uh, Symptoms, the scanty blood flow, the heavy blood flow, abnormal periods, uh, just all of the uh, premenstrual syndrome. Most of the time, I don't even run female labs when they first come in because I'm gonna be looking at their liver. If their liver is gunking up, they're going to have too much. They're going to have too much estrogen in your system. I'm going to be looking at their gallbladder. If their gallbladder is not working, they're going to have too much estrogen in your system. If I'm going to be looking at their at their intestines, I'm going to be looking at blood sugar. This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you.